Well, joining me on the Piffles podcast, a special episode. It's a very special guest, someone who needs absolutely no introduction at all. Former player, president and CEO of your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Mr. Jim Hobson. Mr. Hobson, thank you for sparing some time with us. Now, I heard your interview on the Sports Cage. I read uh, the interview you did with Taylor Shire of the Leader Post. First off, Jim, how are you doing right now? Well, right now, uh, I'm feeling pretty good uh, because, uh, you know, for, for over two and a half years, uh, I was in treatment and I had 46 chemo treatments. I had two major surgeries and then I went on experimental drug with the chemo lost its effectiveness, so, so I was sort of used to being in treatment, and, and you'd have really good days, but you'd have a lot of not so good days. You've had some, some horrible days, I was also in the hospital with an infection. So, off, to, off of treatment, and, uh, you know, we won't know where the cancer's at until my next blood test, which is coming up soon, but so I'm feeling, feeling pretty good overall. I, I kind of lost my appetite, I've lost a lot of weight, but I'm starting to get it back, so I gotta say that overall, like, other than uh, I get fatigued uh, and that, uh, doing okay right now. Doing okay. Now, one of the things uh, in your your first interview recently that really got to me, and I'm I'm already starting to tear up right now, is when you started talking about how much time you have left. For those that haven't heard that interview, how, how long do you expect to still be with us, Jim? Well, um, my oncologist and, and the cancer clinic, of course, they're reluctant to, to, uh, to, to you know, try and be exact because they just don't know and they've got to look at you know, where I'm at and all that kind of thing. But uh, uh, it could be three months. Uh, I, I don't think more than six, three to six maybe. But you just don't know. Cancer is, is unpredictable. And, uh, you know, if it, if it is spreading and, and it gets into my lungs and so on, things can happen more rapidly. So now I personally really want to see the Ryder King play their first regular season game this year. So that's sort of my goal is to get into uh, get into the early summer and see how the Riders are doing and so on. So, you know, that's going to continue to be my, my, uh, my goal. But... Uh, we don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, none of us know, but at the end, I know that uh, it is finite, and it's not going to be, uh, uh, and, I, and yeah, miracles happen, but I am trying to be realistic and, and plan to uh, enjoy the time I have. That first game, obviously, uh, you're still a fan. You you grew up a fan of the team. You played for them, obviously. Um, you, you're still clearly paying attention to what the, to the team now and what they're doing. Um, and maybe that's where we'll start is after back-to-back seasons that they've had, 6-12, and 12, what do you like about this version of the team that we'll see this year? Well, I, I, I'm really liking uh, Corey. Um, I had a, uh, I was talking with Jeremy uh, about a week ago, and, and Corey was still here. I hadn't gone home to get backed up to move, and he put Corey on the phone. We had a nice chat. Uh, everything I've seen and heard uh, is... Uh, a great communicator, but holds himself and his players accountable. Um, really good defensive coordinator. Has done a great job uh, in Toronto and that sort of thing. And and I think and, and I, I hear from from Jo and so on. They like the staff that's put together. Relatively young, but a lot of guys with CFL experience and won great cups and so on. So hearing good things. Uh, I, I sent them a note today, the two of them, and I said I, I like the signings. They're coming pretty regularly now, and uh, they're getting some guys locked up, and of course. 
know, uh, the signings are great, but at the end of the day, it's wins and losses, and, and they know that. And uh, but it, it, it feels pretty good. And uh, um, I think fans. Uh, I had a good friend who told me that's it. He's done giving up the season tickets. Well, since Corey signed, he went in last week and he, and he bought a season ticket. So I think, oh, I think good. a lot of kind of get excited. And uh, you know, we've been disappointed before, though, but. You know, I am a fan. I mean, I became a fan in 66, and uh, I was in high school, and, and the Riders won the Great Cup, and uh, uh, little did I know, I, I did start playing football the Great Cup, so little did I know that one day I'd sit in the locker right across from Ronnie and George Reed with some great friend, like those, you know, those are, those are stuff that dreams for kids from Saskatchewan, you know, and uh, so it's been, a, it's been a great ride, you know, it's been, it's been incredible, really. Well, you see uh, the coaching staff now, and you have Mark Mueller on there, of course, grandson of Ron Lancaster. You played with Ronnie here. How, yep. co- how cool is it to see someone like Mark, you know, get a, a real opportunity here in Saskatchewan to further his coaching career and, and make a, you know, a big name for himself? I was, I was happy for him. Uh, I followed his career since he was, uh, you know, quarterback with, with uh, Rams and, and went to Calgary as a relatively young guy and, you know, worked his way up uh, and uh, has done a good job there by all reports. I know Huff and, and Dickinson uh, really like him. I, I give him credit, though, you know, for coming back because, uh, you know, being Ronnie's grandson and coming back to the, to, to the uh, place where Ronnie made his, his uh, reputation, you know, if he succeeds, awesome. But if, if he has some bumps in the road, of course, he's going to hear about it. But <laughs> Ronnie was, um, Ronnie never let criticism get to him. Um, uh, even in his great years, there would still be critics. You know, Ronnie, Ronnie threw a few interceptions. In fact, quite a few sometimes. And, uh, but he was a winner. He was a competitor. I know uh, uh, when we played together, he threw an interception and he'd come back to the sideline and he'd go, good as a punt, good as a punt. And you know, he'd take it off and, and on he'd go. I never, uh, well, he and George, very similar. Unbelievable competitor. Lived to win. Uh, he could throw for 300 and some yards and four uh, touchdowns. And if we lost, he, he was not somebody who wanted to be around. But he could throw for 150 yards. And if we won, he was a happy camper. I've heard this story a few times. Maybe uh, our audience hasn't. Can you talk about the time that you were on kick return coverage? <laughs> Actually, uh, kickoff coverage is what happened. It, it was uh, we're down in Hamilton, second game of a you know the two games we used to play down there in four or five days. It was hot and muggy and deep white hockey. Went on to have a great career with Washington in the NFL as a special teams guy and now linebacker. He was with, and he came to me and he said, "Hockey, you got you got to take me, uh, you got to take my place out there." So I went out and uh, we covered the kickoff, and uh, uh, nothing was said at that time. But when we had uh, our film study after we got back, the coach was going, "Who's fifty-two? Who's fifty-two?" Huh? <laughs> and I am. Uh, Guys going down, and here I am chugging along, you know, about five, eight yards behind. 
behind everybody. But anyway, uh, you know, and, and uh, it's funny to think you remember, but uh, uh, those kind of things. Uh, uh, I, I another one that was, we were actually playing in Calgary in 76, last game of the season. We had the win to, uh, to, to get home field. And uh, I was starting at, at left guard playing against John Hilton. And uh, I, I had the... like playing for the riders you grew up cheering for them and then obviously you know ronnie and george you watched them play what what was it like playing with them your playing career obviously uh, a teacher but coming back to to football getting the opportunity to be president and ceo of the team first off how did that come about and were you terrified at that at all no i wasn't but uh, it's interesting um i i actually uh, was teaching my last couple of years with the writers of Lumsden, started there in 75 and went on to have a 30-year career in education as a teacher, principal, and director of education. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, and I told people that my you know, working career would have ended after uh, after education. I'd have been very proud of what I was 
able to do and had great memories and so on. But in, uh, I'm, I'm about two, 2003, 2002, um, the, uh, the board of, of the riders, at that time they ran the team, and, and they came to the rider alumni and asked uh, for a, a rider alumni to be a rep on the board, which I thought was a good idea. Lo and behold, the, uh, the alumni voted for me to do that, so I did. And so I had that experience of being on the board, and, you know, kind of seeing the inner workings, getting to know getting to know Roy Shivers. And so when the job came open, um, uh, I uh, was, you know, I was in a position that I could retire and and I could apply, and, and I did. And uh, um, I, I don't. You know, I think I was lucky because of the timing, because, you know, we, we'd gotten better, absolutely. Roy made the team better, and Brad brought in some good players. But uh, I actually took a pay cut when I went from being the director of education to the first president and CEO. But, you know, I was, I was fine because I, I had my, my pension and so on. But So I, I wouldn't say I was intimidated then. I think I um, I just had confidence that, that we could be a great team again, and uh, um, we needed to move beyond the, you know, the poor uh, Saskatchewan guys and, and and so on. And uh, you know, from day one, absolutely day one, and I started on January second, oh five. Hired Steve Missouri that day. Um, I went in and I said, I expect to win. We expect to win. We're going to win great cups, and uh, we're going to be the new Ed- Edmonton Eskimos. <laughs> and I think a lot of the staff that. And robot this guy like <laughs> we, you know we had we made like eighty dollars last year and he's talking about uh, winning championships and so on like that as CEO it's no different than education or football your job is to make sure you get the right vision and once you have that vision build the right culture hire the right people and hold that vision up every day as to where we're going and so you know I I preach that from day one, that we're, we're going to be a, a great organization, and we're going to win, and so on. But was it easy? Oh, I'd be lying if I said it was easy, because uh, I, I really, you know, it's funny, I know that we had conflict, Roy and I, and he didn't he didn't leave saying nice things and so on, but, you know, so be it. I knew that he was a very proud man, and, and so on, and I knew that, that uh, he certainly didn't like being... Uh, by some former teacher, but, you know, I just felt we'd reached the point, uh, we, we, we weren't getting any better, um, and I just felt that we had to change things, and Roy did not want to change Danny Barrett as the head coach, even though his wife and his daughter told me he did do, he said, he told me many times, we came together, we'll go together, well, they didn't quite go together, uh, Roy went first, and then uh, later uh, Danny went, but, um, and so, but that was tough, and I, you know, I took a lot of abuse and and uh, so on. But uh, you know, you you, get, you you know, any job like that, you're going to have that. So I, I worked through it and uh, hired Eric Tillman, and then he hired Kent. And uh, you know, in '07, um, you know, we won it all. Just incredible. Well, that really lit the flame for for what happened over the next number of years. You know, the fans were so happy to see the team being successful and we started we built up our business staff and in the marketing end and with Steve and then in the uh, uh, retail sales and our, our partnerships everything 
we just exploded for us. And uh, lo and behold, we had another good year in 08. We didn't, uh, didn't go as far as we wanted, but in 09, in spite of all the, all the uh, controversy and, and everything that happened with Eric Gilman that I had to deal with, uh, we're back in the great cup, and we should have won. We did win. So we had too many men on the field. And, but we still, you know, good team, and Kenny Miller did a great job. And then 10, we're back in the great cup. And uh, could have won that game. We're, we're, we're just as close to Montreal as we've been the year before. But uh, then 11, you know, we, we crashed. Uh, then we hired a new coach, didn't work out, made that change, and went into uh, 12 with, with Brendan. And I kept in that's somebody that doesn't get enough credit for what he did on the team, not just in, in 12 and 13, but in 9 and 10. He was a big part of our success. And, uh, we just said, we're all in. We're going to win this great cup. And we started preaching that in 12 after we hired Corey. And it was, you know, that was the goal. Anything less, we, we weren't going to be successful. We we're going to win the great cup, and we're going to win it at home. And lo and behold, we did. So, you know, it was an unbelievable experience. And, and I still think that in, uh, uh, in April, we won it, sorry, 13, uh, that uh, we could have won it again in 14. I really thought we were attracting very well. We had a great record. Rolling we'll along, and then, uh, you know, we lose our quarterback. Double D goes down, and and, uh, and uh, our backup goes down, and next thing you know, we're struggling. We, you know, we just uh, we just lost our momentum, and uh, and then of course the, the wheels came off even more so the year after I left. And uh, we've had some up and downs. We had some good years, and uh, we had a good first year with uh, with. Uh, with Dickie and, and so on, but the last couple of years have been have been uh, not good at all. And especially especially when you end two years in a row the way we did, we didn't. You know, we didn't. We weren't playing with pride and seed. And, and uh, uh, I was really embarrassed when we had the uh, George Reed Day and paid tribute to George and we went out there and stunk and uh, uh, so on. So you know, but I feel good. We're we're, we're going to be back. Uh, we've been up and down and. Uh, I have confidence in J.O. I know he's taking a lot of heat, but this is his hire. This will be his team. He knows it. This is his, his chance, and uh, I think he'll do fine. And I, and I think Corey, as long as we can stay away, you know, we can't lose our quarterback in the fifth game or something like that. You answered quite a bit of my next few questions here, but I want to go back to 2007, the West semifinal. It was the first home playoff game riders have in almost 20 years. I'll remember it for multiple reasons. One, actually, I, I ran into you and uh, Mark Cohan, commissioner at the time of the league, um, yes. at the practice field. And I don't know if you'll remember this, but I took a picture with you. I'm going to post it online after. I was the idiot in the green afro uh, wig, uh, body painted. And you guys told me to just uh, make sure I had uh, plenty of antifreeze and, and keep the voice going all, all game long. So uh, I'll, I'll never forget that. <laughs> But also the first play of the game, DJ Flick gets the uh, opening play from scrimmage, goes 62 yards for a touchdown. All I remember from that play is seeing you on the sideline right at the end zone, uh, you and Eric Tillman both fist pumping. Do you remember that specific play? I do, and it's funny, a fan sent me a video of that play. I, of course, I hadn't seen it in years, and, uh, and there I am down there, and cheering and fist pumping, and... Uh, you know, I mean, what a way to start. You know, you just come out like that. And I knew right then that, you know, we, we were going to win that game. And so it was big. I will say this, though. It feels like 
challenges uh, early on was the Rolling Stone concerts and then the first home playoff game so long. And the biggest challenge was, of course, people wanted tickets. And we were just in the process of sort of transitioning from the, you know, took the job as president and CEO obviously with the team only winning you know two great cups prior to that probably not a lot of pressure on winning but now that that culture has been set um, how much pressure is someone like Craig Reynolds under right now 
Two more for you. I know uh, we're going a little bit long here. I want to get to your call to the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 2019. You go in with a class with Swerven Mervin, Fernandez, Terry Greer, David Williams, John Cornish, Ernie Pitts, Frank Smith, some all-time names there, and Jim Hobson. Not, not that that's not an all-time name, but you know these are no, no. guys you watched play and were like, damn, these are you know, these are incredible, incredible players. What was it like being told that you're going into the Hall of Fame? It was unexpected. And, because, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of guys that, uh, that could be in there and maybe should be in there. And a lot of times you, the call doesn't come right away. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, maybe uh, 10, 15 years, that sort of thing. So to get in was incredible. I was, I was very honored. Uh, it was a great experience. Uh, my, my wife, Brenda, who's not so important to me, she was there, of course, my son and his partner, and my mom, and, uh, and Steve was there, and, uh, and my sister, uh, uh, Wendy. And so we just had, uh, it was incredible. And uh, I can't say enough about uh, how we were treated and everything else. And it's funny, uh, I didn't know David Williams at all. Uh, before we met at the uh, hall, and uh, I'd probably get a text every week or two from him. How you doing? What's up, big guy? And and he's down in the states, but we just kind of kind of connected. And he really, really well, all the guys were, were great. John Cornish, I, I, you know, when he played it, he wasn't my favorite player. I mean, uh, <laughs> years, and he's and he's really good, but he I kind of got the impression he was kind of arrogant. That, but we actually hung out quite a bit. Together. Jim, I know you got to run here, um, but I will leave this to you. Final words on the Piffles podcast to you. You have all of Rider Nation's attention right now. What would Jim Hobson like to say to the best fans in the world? Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, 
absolutely right mr hobson thank you so much for your time i could i mean like i could keep going for hours but i know uh you got to get going here thank you i wish you all the best and we'll see you at that first uh regular season game this year appreciate it very much and uh all the best going forward okay 